Hello and welcome to Bandcast Movie Trash. I'm DB and with me as always is Aaron. Hello. And Jared. Hey. And we are all still on coronavirus quarantine lockdown, California style, uh, 2020. It's almost April that we're recording this, a couple days away. And how are you guys holding up with all this? I know I asked that the last time, but let's see. It's been like about a week. Oh, man. I've uh, been on the dating apps, and uh, apparently my sex drive is uh, increased, and uh, my logic is imbalanced with my hormones, and I've been drinking and eating uh, cannabis. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, so uh, dating apps and cannabis, that's how Jared is coping. Aaron, how are you coping? Yeah, I I have to say I was doing okay. Just taking about 15 to 20 walks a day until when we were watching the movie, I saw a part where it was day 144 in quarantine. And I have to say that is when the panic started for me. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) this is, yeah, we're, we're, we've only just crossed double digits and uh, they're well into triple digits. You know, I thought it has been kind of nice. Um, at least just kind of like a nice break. It's kind of like not working a whole ton. So it's kind of a nice break. We got the newborn baby too. So that takes up a lot of time. But then I was realizing like, I kind of got to get out a little bit more than just walking the dog or taking a drive. But like, you really can't. And what shocked me today, Jared, you've said that like, uh, yeah, your schedule is completely open because you're not going anywhere. And I was like, well, can't you still, you can still go surf, right? You can still get to the beach and go surfing. Apparently you can't. No. They closed nope. it down, like even for paddling out and surfing, like they're writing citations. Yeah. I, did I tell you yesterday about my friend that he saw a guy try to go out in uh, Manhattan? You know, the lifeguard said, you can't paddle out. And then the, the surfer goes, fuck you, bro. What are you going to do? <laughs> lifeguard calls the police and the police gives him a thousand dollar fine. Uh, yeah, I actually, so he says he saw that. I'm a little dubious. I read that in uh, the Daily Mail today, this afternoon, that same story. So if he was there, that's pretty wild. But that was, uh, yeah, that was written up in the Daily Mail, uh, along with a story about how uh, Jaden Smith went surfing out in Malibu on Sunday after they closed the beaches. Drove there in his uh, nice pink Tesla SUV. God, I fucking hate, I fucking hate all of them. They suck so bad, but not Will. Will's all—he's eh, kind of on the border. I <laughs> can kind of, yeah. Okay, there's some days careful can, with your words, Aaron and I. You know, it's, you know. It's yeah, a, how dare you? Oh right, yeah. There's that Philly connection. Well, everybody loves the Fresh Prince, but um, watch your words. Yeah, so we can't <laughs> even get out to go surfing. I was thinking maybe this week when it once it warmed up, I would try to go paddle out. Um, but not if it's going to result in a thousand dollar fine. Absolutely not. So. That that wave pool in Arizona is not looking too bad now, huh, boys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's dive in to the movie Contagion. We all just finished watching this. This movie is pos. I think this is our most recent movie um, that we've done yet. It was released on September eleventh, two thousand and eleven. This movie was directed by Steven Soderbergh, and it's starring Matt Damon, Gwyneth Paltrow, Jude Law, Lawrence Fishburne, Elliot Gould, Kate Winslet, Walter White, Marion yes. Cotier. So one of the things that I uh, 
loved right off the bat with this movie. One, I mean, it, it looks good. I mean, you just can tell you're in the hands of a competent director. Everything looks good. The, like, the direction is cool. It's very moody and atmospheric. Um, not over the top and bombastic. And uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's in here, and it's kind of like, oh, man, Gwyneth Paltrow. But then in the first five minutes, she's dead. And you're like, oh, okay. So I'm already on this movie's side. Not a Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> fan, huh? Not really. No. No, Shakespeare in Love, nah, no, could do without that. Seven, thought she was, oh, Talented Mr. Ripley, nah, not so good. We got a whole Talented Mr. Ripley cast in here too, by the way. I know. Yeah. I'm I'm indifferent about Gwyneth. I wasn't disturbed to see her in it, but I wasn't uh, heartbroken when she left either. I thought she was good in it. I mean, sometimes I can just be you know, an asshole for asshole's sake, but she was fine in it. Maybe it was because, again, she she didn't have a whole lot to do except uh, be sick and cheat on Matt Damon. I know. Okay, so let's talk about that. She cheats on Matt Damon. They make it a point to let us know that she cheated on Matt Damon. Yes. And then what comes from that? Nothing. There's There was no reason to even do that <laughs> because then they have the guy that she met up with in Chicago – they don't even ever get in touch with that guy to see if he has it. Yeah, and he sucks. I can't stand him. Now, you might say, why do you dislike this character who was never on screen so ever? How can you dislike this guy so much? Is it just be- It's not because of this emotional connection to uh, Matt Damon's character and his the dissolution of his family unit. It's because he has a personalized, outgoing voicemail message that is awful. And annoying. <laughs> Did you guys catch this one? What, no. It's when they call him later on in the movie. What was his name? John Neal. Because I was I was waiting to see who John Neal was. Who's this guy that Gwyneth is fucking Matt Damon over for? Can't wait to get a look at this guy. <laughs> yeah, well, Never happens. Well, he doesn't have to do a lot because this is not Matt Damon in uh, Jason Bourne fitness. This is Matt Damon coming off of the informant. This is doughy Midwestern Matt Damon, <laughs> which I thought was great. Because <laughs> this actually was the uh, the movie that Steven Soderbergh did after the informant. This is his next feature. And the informant, by the way, is fantastic. Love that movie. But yeah, no, John Neal, I didn't write down what his outgoing messages, but it fucking sucked and he's annoying and he and he's a tool. I hope he got it and died. He probably did. He probably got it from uh, Gwyneth. Well, I think the reason why they did this is because it just adds this wrinkle like, you know, when Matt Damon explodes, like, oh, my God, did she get it from John Neal? Did 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 she have an affair with this asshole and then bring it to our house and kill my kid? And uh, that yeah. would make anybody livid. But it turns out, no, she brought it irrespective of her affair twist yeah which is I, I like i like this movie i'll just like say it off the bat what were you guys like overall impressions of this movie i thought it was great yeah okay oh yeah way better than outbreak outbreak fucking sucked jared i don't want to jump to the end but you know you know when everyone's like you know hey man ho- ho- hollywood you know it exaggerates i prefer the hollywood version of this disease it sounds less grosser than the real version of what caused this disease yeah, interesting that, yeah, you bring that up for sure, because this movie is regarded as by uh, a lot of scientists as the most accurate. In fact, when doing some research, I saw quotes from Anthony Fauci, who we all are familiar with now these days. If you weren't from the AIDS epidemic, we were kind of young, but he 
uh, was quoted after a screening um, saying that, yeah, this is, you know, apart from the pace at which they develop and then distribute the vaccine, uh, which is much too fast, he said yeah. everything else is very accurate. And they had a lot of uh, input from uh, scientists throughout the making of the movie, which was nice it was just so that actually makes this movie a lot fucking scarier because he can't write it off as just hollywood bullshit yeah well outbreak totally was so it was like yeah you didn't feel as i when the movie was finished it was raining here and i was like i need to get outside i don't care so i like bundled up and took a walk in the rain okay that i'm telling you that day 144 in quarantine <laughs> gonna be, as the kids would say got me feeling some kind of way and it wasn't yeah. a good one sitting here right now we know that we're probably going to be on lockdown for all of april we're not even in april yet and likely yeah. that it would continue through part of if not all of may too so this is and it's my birthday in may and that's Aww. the worst part i mean i mean it's just one thing after another if we can't get people back to work by aaron's birthday especially the bars and restaurants then everything all hope is lost all is lost Cinco de mayo man that's my birthday <laughs> can I go? oh that's aaron's birthday I'm Cinco de Mayo birthday. People won't be Ooh, celebrating Cinco. Cinco de Mayo. They'll be celebrating Aaron's birthday because they're all bandcast movie trash fans. Yeah, that's I'll right. make sure of it. One, one thing I have noted here is these coughs. These coughs are wicked bad coughs. <laughs> they <Yeah>. are so <laughs> unsettling. Kate Winslet deserves an Oscar for that cough that she did. That shit sounded legit. Yeah. Yeah. So did so did uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. I love this movie. Opens on a black screen with a cough. It is fantastic. I love the, that that opening because it's how unsettling it is and how just how well maybe not these days, but you know, a couple of months ago, you hear a cough. It's like yeah, somebody's got a cough, kind of gross, but it wouldn't be like holy shit, get the hell away from me. <laughs> now, Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet, by the way. I did not realize that that was Kate Winslet until about halfway through. And I, cause I kept thinking like, wow, that looks like Kate Winslet, but she's hotter than Kate Winslet. And then, uh, it's like, oh no, that is Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet has gotten, uh, more beautiful as she's gotten older, in my opinion. I think Kate Winslet has always been attractive. Yeah. I think going back to Titanic, which would be the, when everybody became aware of her, but, um, the I hair like, was a bit much in Titanic. The hair. I don't like, you know, so much the baby face. I like the leaner, older, uh, face, like as, as women age, there's something, I don't know what that says about me, but, um, she's got good bone structure. Yeah, she sure does. Lucky bitch. And I was wondering how much of most of these coughs are ADR'd. They have to all be. They are very unsettling. They're wicked. It felt real watching it, too. I was like, whoa, I feel like I can relate to this movie. Yeah. Speaking of like Gwyneth Paltrow's death, I feel like this doctor doesn't have the best bedside manner. I'm not sure if you no. say dead and your wife died and you say it with your arms crossed across your chest. <laughs> um, maybe you should use something like passed away. She passed away. Um, your I'm sorry, your wife's not, not just, hey, your wife's dead. Get over it. We got some grief counselors here. I got, I'm busy. A bitch bit the dust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what he said. <laughs> she kicked the can. She's pushing up daisies. How else do you want me to put it? I got my nurse here. She's getting tired of this. She's going to walk Fucking away. Fucking croaked. She's dead. <laughs> how am I supposed to know how she died? <laughs> She's a cheating ass bitch anyway. Fuck her. <laughs> yeah. 
And Matt Damon even had suspicions of this. I felt bad for Matt Damon in this movie, man. He was such a, he seemed like such a good dad too. And a good husband. And then also when it's prom night and he goes and gets the camera, I thought then we'd see John Neal. (laughs) (laughs) Aaron, Aaron dying to know who this fucker is. I want to know. You want to know? I can tell you actually. It's funny that you bring it up because the voice of John Neal on the voice message was Steven Soderbergh, the director. I believe I read that. Oh. Oh, he's the one that was fucking Gwyneth. Well, you know, the directors and the actresses, a lot of times that happens. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of camera angles, you know. He's got a finger. <laughs> That's right. He's got... <laughs> Listen. A lot of pointing. Yeah, a lot of pointing. A lot of digits being used in various ways. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah. <laughs> it's gross. Okay, but... Put her in a frame. Um, yeah, put her... <laughs> you're, you're, this part of you will be in frame, and this part of you will be out of frame. Uh, don't don't worry about what's happening to the part that's out of frame. I don't know. Just trying to get the best out of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want a look of pleasure. Oh, no, that's disappointment. Sorry. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow dying. And here's another little uh, factoid I came across that uh, is probably the best one that uh, I'll be able to drop here based on my research. You know how they then do an autopsy on Gwyneth Paltrow and we see her head and uh, they're using the the saw and peeling back the skull cap? Yeah. I didn't watch that part. I was eating cookies while that was happening. (laughs) Gross. It totally wet Jared's appetite, huh? I was like, oh my God. And then I ate another cookie. (laughs) Wait, Jared, were these pot cookies? No, these were normal cookies, but I take the uh, pot uh, cookie, right? Uh Because it tastes like weed. In order to filter out the flavor i put real cookie on top of the cookie and then eat it at the same time okay it's <laughs> good wait what kind of what kind of regular cookies are we talking about they better not be famous amos because those are garbage oreo no yeah, yeah it's like the oreo knockoff but with like strawberry cream hydrox i think so oh, you know hydrox actually came out first oh they did Mm-hmm. Oh, well, they're oh, dropping some knowledge. I didn't know that. They're actually the originals, and Oreo was like, oh, that's a good idea. Thanks. We have a much better uh, <laughs> recipe for it, though. <laughs> and a much better name. Let's call it a fucking chemical name, or we could call it something that's very pleasant. <laughs> that is crazy. Okay. Well, here's the the interesting note about Gwyneth Paltrow's head. Now, that did surprise the fuck out of me, too. I was like, whoa. And to yeah. me, I thought they were digging in there to try to find out the reason why Gwyneth Paltrow believes all that shit from Goop. Yeah, I was going to say the Goop. They say, who should I call? Call everybody. Which, to me, I was also <laughs> like, wow, Jaleel White is having a banner day because he's going to be thrilled to finally be getting a call from somebody. What? <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't watch that. That was disgusting. The head uh, that was used, this prosthetic head of Gwyneth Paltrow, was one that they had left over from the movie Seven. They didn't use it in Seven, and so they used it here. Gwyneth's head. What's in the box? (laughs) They they never showed it. They got it from the box. And finally put it to good use. I think better use. I think like this movie better than Seven, actually. Maybe a controversial statement, but... That's very common. Uh, it is for me. It's a great movie. I mean, it's not bad. I'm not saying it's bad. I, I'm just saying I could watch this one, I think, more. It's got, it's got less Gwyneth. 
<laughs> she died. I'm like, yeah. Brad Pitt loses family. Seven, I feel like you have to wait way too long for the happy ending than you do in here, you know, yeah. which comes in the first five minutes. It gives you what you want. It gives you what you came to see so much quicker than uh, Seven. <laughs> All right, I have a controversial opinion. Aaron's fed up with this shit. <laughs> I'm not fed up. Oh, okay. I'm just listening. Well, I, I just feel like Matt Damon's role wasn't as big in it as I thought. He's just like, oh, I lost my family. Yeah. And he like waves his head, looks, tries to look pretty, and then he's like, we'll go through this winter. This is a real ensemble cast, but it's got it's so ensemble. many names. I mean, um, Lawrence Fishburne was awesome. I, I think everybody was awesome in this. Yeah. Even Gwyneth. I'll, I'll allow it. Okay. The kids. I thought the kids were good. Okay, here's the one thing that I dislike. I dislike when any movie does this. Dr. Sanjay Gupta, real TV personality. Do we need to have the actual cable news anchors and personalities in our movies playing themselves? Doesn't that kind of discredit in some way the legitimacy of what they do when they've gone so far Hollywood that they're actually being used in the movies? Like, would it take you out of the movie to see uh, another face, just an actor, playing a doctor? Like, would it take you out of it? No, I don't think so. But I don't understand why they do this. They did this in Mission Impossible with Wolf Blitzer, and it, I hate it every time they do it. Wow. I never yeah. thought about that perspective. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that that bothers me. Yeah. I'll tell you what did bother me though. Okay, good. Ooh. What happens unless I just like blanked this out, but with um Marion uh, Coltier, is that her last name? Yeah. Okay. She's running back to the village and then that's just we don't see any more from her. Yes. I like a lot of open-ended stuff, but I I was a bit perplexed by that as well because in my mind she doesn't know how to get back there. Are the, because yeah. it's not they didn't oh yeah they didn't go to the village they went to some estate where they brought all the people from the village unless maybe you are right though maybe that estate where they were is still somehow connected to the village or she is going back to the village then i think now that i think about it now that you say that yeah i think that that makes the most sense i mean i assumed something along those lines but i was like well wait she doesn't know where they took her but she can figure it out but but yeah just if they're gonna make that big she's running back i don't know i just thought they should have followed that up too they just like let a lot of stuff just in that way it was kind of realistic but yeah or maybe in some way i bet it is reasonable that we can assume that she would have a way to get in contact with somebody who would get in contact with those people to let them know that it's just a placebo i think yeah i think it's something like that damn but she is cool i liked her yeah i liked i liked all of this um movie really i mean every everybody in here i like the tone i love the music in this movie let's talk about the lesbian scientist the lesbian scientist who's that the the redhead the one who's who gave herself the needle. Oh yes. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh, you thought uh, lesbian subtext? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that ponytail looked pretty lesbian like to me. <laughs> oh come on, a <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, good with ponytail. the bang combo. Oh, with the bangs. Ooh, you know, you make a good point. Bangs can be the determining factor. It's true. Bangs with a with a low base ponytail. Yeah. Oh, low base. Oh, right. Because the high one is like spunky and like a cheerleader. Party. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Low is I have to have long hair, but I don't want it. I'd rather be fishing right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
Yeah, she was she was quite the character. She was the hero, one of the heroes, for sure. Now, that is going to be another point where I think the scientific accuracy falls off because I'm watching it. Okay, she's going to give herself the vaccine. That's all well and good. You're one test subject, but that doesn't really indicate a whole lot. It doesn't mean no. that it's safe for everybody just because you got the injection. Like that's not uh, that doesn't exactly constitute a double blind test. Well, also she wasn't sick when she took it either. So Matt Damon didn't get sick, even though he was exposed to it. Right. He had the antibodies. Right. Yeah. yeah we don't know if she had the antibodies uh, naturally. Right. Yeah. That's why like just one person doesn't mean a whole lot. Now, here's another thing, question that you bring up with the uh, Matt Damon and the antibodies is um, Lawrence Fishburne. He gives his vaccine to the, the janitor's son, which is great, beautiful. And then he gives the other vaccine to his lady friend, which I guess is not his wife, but his girlfriend. Is that right? I oh, is so. that not his wife? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Because they're going to get married. They're talking about when, yeah, they're going to get married. They're going to have a, a, a wedding. So yeah, he gave the other one to her. But now, so is he just willing to take the risk or does, did we have a scene somewhere that maybe was cut because it makes him less noble where he discovers that he has the antibodies and doesn't need the vaccine? I feel like that's some, that's somewhere in there, but they like the uh, the ambiguity of just us not knowing and seeing him is even more heroic. What do you guys think? Yeah. So I think what it was is basically he was trying to show that he is not whatever they were trying to say about him. Like he he had people's best interest at heart. And that's why he gave the vaccine to the kid to prove that he was selfless. And I like how the fact that the uh, the vaccine is actually a nasal vaccine. So you don't even need to get a shot. How about that, people? At yes. first, I thought it was a needle in the nose, and I was like, fuck that. Just let me die from this shit. I'm not doing that. <laughs> if this was Lawrence Fishburne coming off the set of Apocalypse Now, he would have just given that kid a hit of cocaine in that uh, <laughs> that that little love uh, syringe there. Disease cure. <laughs> and if it's not cured, at least we'll have a fun time on the way out, everybody, right? You'll feel better. Yeah. You'll feel better. <laughs> Um, one of the things that I had written down here, speaking of Lawrence Fishburne, is that, um, is it possible that this is Lawrence Fishburne's character from Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, and he's actually worked his way up to a position with the CDC? Because in that movie, he was working in a mental hospital as a nurse. Whoa, are you saying this is a sequel? This is the same cinematic universe. Fuck your MCU. <laughs> Everybody died in the Nightmare on Elm Street for the most part, and he just fudged the records, and that's how he got in with the CDC. They thought he had much more education than he actually had. <laughs> Man, he's uh, he's lied his way to the top, and now he's making amends for it because he's he's very good good person in here. Yeah, he said, "You know what? I got plenty of blow back at my house. I'll let this kid have this little bump." <laughs> That's why he that's why he needed his girlfriend to leave Chicago. She's got the stash. She's like, you're going to get held up and I need that shit now. We cannot get searched. <laughs> so Jude Law's character. How do we feel about Jude Law's character? The journalist? Yeah, the bull, the blogger. The blogger. I, I In my notes that I didn't put, I'm like, yo, InfoWars journalist. Yeah, exactly. Definitely an analog for Alex Jones. Um, there are no physical Jude Law types here in San Francisco. I can assure you of this. No, oh, okay. That's what you zeroed in on, huh? <laughs> 
Are you saying because he probably couldn't afford rent? Oh, absolutely not. He'd have old rich ladies bringing him in. That's what you ought to look into, Jared. Ah. Go be some some old rich woman's man cub. <laughs> oh, man cub. Is that what they call <laughs> That's why I got to go to those moms I teach. Man cub. And like you said, you look like Mowgli from uh, Jungle Book. So it's all fallen into place. That is, that is where I got that term from. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Put, I put a leather jacket, you know, and I put some tighter jeans. Uh, I can be uh, like I, a... I don't see you wearing a jacket around these ladies. I see you like in like dressed just like Mowgli, actually. Okay. Yeah, I have red underwear. You have to clean the pool. Oh, yeah. Or if there's a jacket, there would definitely, there would at least be no shirt on underneath. It would just oh, like be the jacket. Suave? <laughs> yeah. Maybe like a leather vest. Oh, okay. oh, Billy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy look. <laughs> yeah. That's Billy from Stranger Things, everyone. Don't do your hair like Billy, though. Leave it as it is. Oh, I don't know about that. I could. Well, you're right. Yeah, that's an 80s Indiana look. It's, don't do that. You're right. It's, it's not the look. No. Even though Aaron was willing to see past it for Billy's beauty. <laughs> well, he is such a nice guy. <laughs> he was... Right. Yeah, he had that redemption in the end. He also went out with his arms splayed out like Jesus too, right? But it wasn't yeah. as good as Bob. Nothing ever will be. <laughs> nope. no, we can we can only hope. Anyway, that's Stranger Things, everybody. Stranger Things. You can check out the podcast, Stranger Things at Downside Up Podcast, also on Bandcast. That was a preview. There you go. So you mentioned that he's uh right, he's not a journalist, he is a blogger, and this uh, movie has one of the best lines about blogging, which is, quote, blogging is not writing, it's graffiti with punctuation, which I found <laughs> fantastic. And uh, But I do beg your pardon because Bandcast only seldomly ever uses punctuation. We don't have the time for that, but uh, we are a blog. You should let me proofread it. I always have time for the proper punctuation. Yeah. And just make sure that, you know, every paragraph has at least two periods and five commas. And even if it doesn't need it, just put them in there somewhere. It makes us look legit. That's right. Yeah. You mentioned, how does Jude Law afford to live in San Francisco? Um, but I do like after the pandemic has really started to take over and society has broken down and they're showing the streets and they're filled with all that garbage. I thought it was nice that they actually cleaned up the streets a little bit for the scenes in this movie. San Francisco has never looked better. I <laughs> thought when I watched it, Jesus, what is it going to look like when the when this shit takes place? Because it already kind of looks like that. There's parts of Berkeley that definitely look like that. Yo, so yeah. I can only imagine what kind of treat I'm in for. They, I mean, the set dressers showed up and they're like, well, okay, well, we're just ready to roll. Looks post-apocalyptic to me. <laughs> the director shows up and goes, wow, you guys did an outstanding job. It looks great. And they're <laughs> like, we did nothing, actually. <laughs> we can save on the budget here. <laughs> we're going to shoot here in the nice area of San Francisco because if we go to the Tenderloin, we feel like it's a little over the top. <laughs> they actually just filmed every scene in San Francisco and just threw a different backdrop behind it. <laughs> That's right. They but can. all the trash and stuff was just already there, ripe for the picking. All, all the Chinatown scenes and everything <laughs> that was just over a few blocks away. I would like to see the cutting room floor pieces where the, the crackheads from the Tenderloin actually approached the crew. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, the woman who was um, uh, when Matt Damon and his daughter go to the store and then uh, she <laughs> just starts coughing and then walking toward him saying, uh, help me, help me. Uh, that was an outtake that they decided to include <laughs> in there. <laughs> that happens. Yeah, that's, that's great. That was like the best trip to a supermarket you can get in San Francisco. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't get semen thrown on you by a but they, person. But they just filmed her. There was actually nobody there that she was talking to. She was just out to thin air crying, help me to somebody that nobody else could see. They green screened Matt Damon in that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, God, this lady's great. That's where like two million of the budget went in is to green screen that special effect to get Matt Damon in there with her. And I'll tell you what was even better after they got that one, they had to get her to sign the release form. <laughs> yeah. She just signed it with a smear of feces. That's how that's how it goes. Oh yeah, that's that's the San Francisco uh, ink. She doesn't use her own because she uses her own feces for other stuff. But when she's signing her autograph, she just picks some up off the street, carries it in her satchel. Oh, absolutely. You got to save your own. That shit comes in handy. You can eat that stuff if you have to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, we're in a coronavirus pandemic right now. You got you to conserve. Yeah. <laughs> Call it recycling, people. Get with the program. Save the toilet paper. Save the trees. <laughs> Oh, you know what else about Jude Law's character? Oh, hey, if you don't like this guy, he's an anti-vaxxer. Yeah, all, all of that. Because you're kind of on the bubble about Jude Law. Well, I, I didn't like him from the outset. But uh, even when he's doing the videos and he says, I have symptoms and here I am taking this. Uh, I can't remember what the name of the drug was. Persithia. Yeah. Obviously, there's no proof that he has the sickness right now, people. But this is the same kind of shit that's going around right now with the people who uh, in Arizona who ate the fish food because they thought that it had the chemical that could help treat coronavirus. They didn't even have coronavirus and the guy dies. Stop it. Yeah. I did not know about this. First of all, it's Arizona. They did it in purpose. They probably eat, ate the fish food because they wanted to eat the fish food. <laughs> they came up with the excuse afterward. Oh, it was uh, because we heard Trump say something about, uh, yeah, they're covering the covering their, their tracks a little bit. Yeah. Saving face. Yeah, Aaron, if you didn't hear this, this was uh, last week, I believe, because who knows when things happen. It feels like a month and a week these days. But uh, I believe it was last week where at the beginning of the week, Trump had mentioned, and this is true, that there is this um, uh, treatment that they are looking into with these uh, certain drugs that um, seem to help people get through the worst of the coronavirus, COVID-19 illness. Okay. And then Trump touts it like, oh, this is brilliant. This is the best thing. He even sent tweets about it, how it's going to be the cure. And then these people heard it. And then they looked on the ingredients in their fish food and saw that it had that chemical. And so they mixed it with soda and drank it. And within 20 minutes, they were in the hospital. And unfortunately, the man passed away. See, I have better bedside manner than the doctor in here. I didn't going to say he's dead. But yeah, so and she she recovered, I think, but um, sad and unfortunate. Now, why have women not been killing their husbands like that? What if we don't know his side of it? What if she made it and she gave him four times what she had? She just has a little bit so that she could. Oh, Aaron. Wow. 
I am going to say that uh, I am glad that we are in different counties because just the way that you think <laughs> makes me very scared. <laughs> that, uh... Yeah, look, that's not the first thing you thought of. Yeah. Well, because I'm, I'm just thinking that, well, also I've been, while I've been quarantined, when I go on my walks, uh, I like to listen to a podcast from Dateline. Okay, I know which one. I've yep. been getting into that, so I just listen to these little half an hour to 40 minute murder, real life murders. And I know just in the past, there have been ones where like the women, that's like how women kill their husbands. A lot of times they poison them. So what are these chemicals? And if it's like in fish food, I just feel like ladies out there that are looking to kill their husbands, get a fish. Well, I think one of the chemicals is hydrox. So Jared should stay the fuck away from those cookies for damn sure. All right. Hydrox. I'm already coming down now from my idea for women out there that want to kill their husbands because I remember having a fish and that fish food has an odor to it. And I would venture to guess that you'd get a little taste off of that bitch as well. Oh, yeah. Okay. So (laughs) scrap that plan. So you can't put it in his drink, but what you can do is sprinkle some into a shot. Okay. That'll be something that he puts right down the hatch. He can't have time to consider the taste. I think right about now would be a good time to say that Bandcast does not condone or promote the use of any kind of poison to kill anyone at all. These are intriguing ideas for a murder (laughs) mystery story for sure. I, yes, that's what we're kicking around. Dude, speaking of murder mysteries, I, I, I just realized this a couple days ago. I saw one of those murder... You know the guy who murdered his girlfriend, Drew Carey's ex-fiance, in the uh, Hollywood Hills on Valentine's Day? Somebody killed Drew Carey's ex-fiance? Yeah. Whoa, no, didn't hear that. Well, he tried to do comedy, and I saw him on stage. And it was like his first time going up. Uh-huh. And I remember looking, I'm like, this guy fucking sucks, and... Then, then a couple days ago, my friend's like, "Yo, that guy who killed that sex therapist in the hills in Valentine's Day, he, yo, he tried comedy and he was on Kill Tony." And I was like, "I was there." I'm like, "Yeah, you were with me." She was a sex or a, a sex therapist. Yeah, and a former Playboy model and 38. Oh, that's sad. God. Yeah. I mean, it it was sad, but when she was just a a sex therapist too, not just because she was a Playboy model. <laughs> the way I said it was like, I, I'm silent, I'm silent. Oh, she was a Playboy model? That's awful. <laughs> well, like, I oh, think we can't lose those. feel worse when it's somebody who's attractive that dies. It does. Yeah, it does. I don't know why that is. I mean, somebody that just always was like, people were like, you know who you look like? You look like Kathy Bates. <laughs> that bitch gets killed? Yeah, nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> Just to circle back to my datelines that I've been listening to. Good, yes. You'll hear that they'll say like, you know, she was, uh, you know, going to school and doing whatever. Beautiful girl. It's like, oh, it's terrible. She's attractive. <laughs> I, know. I know. You hate to lose one. Does pull on yeah. the heartstrings a little bit harder. But I, I never hear him saying like, she was a troll, but what a personality on her. Even <laughs> though she was an eyesore, she had plenty of friends. Those people were sad to see her go. How about uh, this? What You know, we talked in Outbreak how we all hate shaking hands and we will be glad yeah. to see it 
permanently go away, hopefully, after this coronavirus quarantine. That's what I'm hoping for. Yes. Watching this movie, um, when they're going back through Gwyneth Paltrow's time in Asia or Hong Kong, by the way, she was able to shoot all of her scenes in three days. And she did this mostly for free. I guess it was just because she wanted to do the project, which I found kind of cool to Gwyneth's oh, wow. credit. Well, she's fucking the director. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, we can't forget <laughs> that. It, it, that would be very interesting uh, because it would be very meta because in the movie, he's the voice of the guy that she's cheating with. When they were going back through all of uh, Gwyneth's steps and actions in Hong Kong in the casino, and they show her holding the poker chip, and you know, there's that good luck thing where you pass it around and people blow on it, and then yeah. you're fingering that. I have always detested blowing out candles on a birthday cake which is essentially just i'm going to spit all over this cake and then we're going to cut it up and you're going to eat it eat it bitch because it's my birthday that better go away i just don't get into the whole germ thing that much see even if i saw like maybe like a little trellis bed i don't know that i'd be like completely <laughs> grossed out <laughs> well maybe maybe i just blow up my candles different than everybody because i go <laughs> oh yeah, yeah I was that, like, i don't remember have a problem spitting with. when i blow i cough all over my <laughs> yeah so they go out listen i don't need you to have a piece of the cake you're well i'll share some but this is how i eat cake i'm sorry I like my asshole all over my cake. <laughs> That's why I put my finger in my butt and then I dip in for icing. <laughs> I'm sorry if that offends your sensitivities. I don't want to make it seem like I'm a total germaphobe. I am clean and, and fairly fastidious. But like, you know, I mean, still go to the go to the beach like and do all of these like i'm not crazy uh, uh about it but spitting on cake spitting on food before other people eat it in a group gathering does seem like maybe that's not the best thing to do that's all that's all i'm saying shaking hands too i don't think that's going anywhere do you think do you think we go to bowing bowing or fist bumping Bowing or the elbow thing. The elbow thing looks pretty cool. I'm excited to try it. I haven't even had occasion to try the elbow thing, but I think it looks cool. It's it, it's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, because I, you know, I'm I've been going into places before all of this. Uh huh. The nature of my job, going into different bars and restaurants and stuff, and that's you know everybody's like trying to throw the elbow at me, and I'm like, you know, we. Just don't, we just won't fucking touch. How about that? I'm <laughs> okay, fine that, with that too. Like, <laughs> that's also an option. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And okay, so as Lawrence Fishburne was explaining in here, and I was surprised to see them shaking hands again at the end. I'm like, what the fuck? Aren't we going to just be, why, why don't, why don't we be done with that? We might be done with that as a culture. Um, I love how he was talking about what handshaking means. I'm like, no handshaking. Yeah, I heard that too, that handshaking was a, a way to show that you didn't have a weapon. And again, this is going back hundreds of years. Can't we, can't we, um, function based on the assumption that people are not carrying weapons so we don't have to do a handshake especially in a business setting <laughs> going now to they're a, there is a form of intimidation i guess i don't go into a job interview and think oh shit this this guy might be back in heat he better shake my hand to put me <laughs> put me at ease dude i've seen pro wrestling i you know handshaking don't mean shit man according to pro wrestling if you give a handshake and you look around the other guy the guy's gonna give you a clothesline <laughs> that's that's true 
So let's do away with handshaking and bring on more clotheslining of people. That would be fun. Survival of the fittest. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, clotheslining, I think it's still okay because that's your forearm and your elbow. That's just a step up from the knocking elbows. We can clothesline and still fall within the CDC guidelines. So let's- Exactly. You can take the bump. That's right. You're going to hit the ground. Okay. No big deal. And it's not passive aggressive. No. Why don't you just kiss on the mouth in lieu of handshaking? But that's what blowing the candles out on the birthday cake is like. It's like you've kissed everybody. You've French kissed everybody in the room who's going to eat that cake. That's what you've done. You know, you're not a French kissing kind of guy. Depends on who it is, I guess. So I'm thinking. Of, I'm thinking. All right. Well, you just got to go to those birthday parties All then, right. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Here's another note uh, that I had is that we have the second pandemic movie in a row uh, where we have a animation showing what will happen in 48 hours, except that this one doesn't result in a world power deciding to obliterate an entire city. Did you guys catch that? We have another 48 hour animation of how this thing will spread. Yeah. Yeah. And also the doctor for the center of disease control also gets infected. Kate Winslet, right? I liked how this movie didn't give a shit that they were killing off A-list celebrities. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Picking them off. Fuck yeah. I, I, it was so refreshing that it was not going to pull these stupid tropes, that this was going to be realistic. Like, um, Yeah, it's not going to be happy ending in the end. Everybody that you cared about makes it out alive. Yeah, we killed some hicks who tried to uh, drive their car past the uh, military guards, which was fun. We all enjoyed that. And Jude Law continues with his uh, Patreon uh, Prison Planet website. Oh, yeah. $7 a month to hear more of his bullshit. Yeah, and he's going to get probably get away with what he did, which is somewhat similar, not not totally similar, but somewhat similar to what those um those Republican congressmen did where they got a private briefing about what was coming with coronavirus and oh okay, I better sell off my stock. But meanwhile, I'm going to go out there and say, "Hey, don't worry, coronavirus is a fucking hoax. It's just a it's never going to come here. Don't worry about it." Meanwhile, they made a million uh plus dollars but um then when the economy tanks everybody else can lose their money and their jobs cool um so kind of like kind of like that that was actually prescient on this movie's part how about there you go when they do develop the vaccine and then they're going to distribute the vaccines via a lottery um sort of like the draft I guess. And um, just another connection to Outbreak along with this animation. So the first date that they pull out for who is going to get the vaccine, March 10th. And that date is significant because the movie Outbreak was released on March 10th in 1995. And that's why they chose March 10th. Wow. And it's significant because that was my Aunt Sissy's birthday. Oh, I'm, well, I'm sure that Outbreak was the second consideration for sure. Yeah. Aunt Sissy was primary number one. Top of the list, baby. Well, I'll tell you this. Okay. I understand why you're a vegetarian. First of all, the the end is how this disease is caused, which is how we kind of got the disease from the two animals, the pig and the bat. And this this version looks more uh, less disgusting than the real version. Yeah, the the real version right now, coronavirus being those open air markets in uh, in China. 
that are just like packed with all these animals in in, um, in cages. Uh, yeah, no, but see, but the you know my being a vegetarian doesn't preclude me from contracting the virus from all you fucking disgusting meat eaters. Dude. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you miss bacon and you know it. <laughs> I love bacon. Pigs are so smart though, man. And they're fucking filthy. <laughs> so yeah. it is it is a, a concern. So that's like another thing. Dude, I saw my uncle kill one in the Philippines. Oh my God. It was like, I, I was so sad. I was crying and then I was eating the pig, you know? <laughs> you were crying because it was so delicious. Yeah, my mom's like, my mom's like, oh, you don't want to eat the pig. I'm like, it's good. I'm like, oh. oh man, it tears down my eyes. I was like 19. I was like, oh, oh man. Oh, for sure. I'd be the same. I don't think I could eat the pig if I saw it get murdered. Yeah, murdered. That's right. Yeah, I, I definitely couldn't. It's got to be just a nameless, faceless beast. My mom was like laughing at me when I when this was happening too. Okay. okay. Well, that's a savage. That's what a good mom should do. Is yeah, you gotta... <laughs> That's how they do it on the East Coast. She's probably calling him a pussy too, if she's anything yeah, like yeah. other moms I know from my same area. That's, yeah, that's a Philly mom for you. <laughs> yeah. Stop crying, pussy. She's taking pictures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know that is another thing obviously we were familiar now with how these things jump from yeah animals to humans herpes uh, i believe came from cows um sleeping proximity to cows there's also i can't remember the full story but it's also proximity to animals that helped us discover vaccines because vaccine derived from the french vaca right for a cow uh, i can't pull together out of my memory the whole all that story but yeah the, this this uh, proximity to animals and the bat the bat guano that's how we get ebola and of course um well i would want to say that uh hiv came they believe from uh monkeys the government apes but uh, it, yes oh yeah that's right it was made in a lab it came from ronald reagan's government right ronald reagan yeah yeah reggie <laughs> Yo, because, you know, his partner was a monkey. So what do you think happened? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he did do movies with the chimp. <laughs> chimp was a better actor. <laughs> yeah. But that ending was really ominous and really, really good, right? It was because it almost felt like we're watching it happen all over again until at the very end we get, oh, this is day one. Because it's like, wait, what the fuck is Gwyneth Paltrow doing back in here? But um, yeah. oh, this is the start of it. It's not the continuation. But of course, the idea being that this is a cycle that will continue, which is really depressing when we think about what we're going through now. I think it's important for anybody out there to note if you are touching a raw fucking animal, wash your goddamn hands before you touch anything else. If I'm cooking with raw meat, I wash my hands in between every single step. Like I won't even open, if I need silverware, I won't open the drawer until I wash my hands. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, every time there's raw meat in the kitchen, it's like constant washing the hands. Anything you touch can be contaminated. So it's, yeah, it's like specialty dishes. You know, this is my wife uh, was cooking more with meat. Yeah, it's like this dish is only to be used for raw meat. Like it's a special one. We won't use it ever yeah. to like for keeping food or eating out of or anything. Yeah, I mean, yeah, when you see that, it is nuts. But it's also nuts to think about how we even survived this long, we've only had an awareness of 
germs really only like a uh since the end of the 1800s the guy who developed antiseptics in in england right but that was the end of the 1800s that's fucking crazy <laughs> i mean they Dude, would as go soon from... as you guys were talking about washing your hands i have san hand sanitizer and i was just like let me put i was putting it in my hand while you're talking about it yeah now's as good a time as any <laughs> Aaron, further to your point, now I'm remembering um, this other book that uh, my wife and I read recently. It's called The Butchering Art, and it is about the development of antiseptics, and it goes through what hospitals were like in the 1800s, end of 1800s. They would just carve people up with a, a scalpel, a knife, and then go on. They would just wipe it down and go to the next one wearing the same clothes, right? They would just cut you open, cut out your gallbladder, and then sew you back up. No anesthesia, no antiseptic, no nothing. Your risk of dying in the hospital is worse than just dying out outside. It was because of shit like that. Crazy, right? That's so gross. Yeah, that's ill-advised. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> to, to put a button on it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, do we want to say anything about the um, uh, Lawrence Fishburne alerting his girlfriend, soon-to-be fiancé, about the imminent lockdown, telling her not to tell anybody? The first person she gets on the phone with, she tells what's going to happen. <laughs> Everything goes to shit because of these gossiping wives. <laughs> uh, I would have something to say if he didn't tell her. And I, I think he should have maybe limited to her, maybe said, listen, I know you're a gossiping ass bitch, so you can tell your best friend, but that's it. But you can't even, because then it's all going to go, everybody's going to tell at least one person. Yeah, that friend's going to That's say, what's fun about secrets. If there was any levity in this movie at all, that might have been it, because that sort of mirrors the spread of an actual virus. This is the spread of information in a virus. You tell one person, that person tells one person, and they tell two people. Now it spreads everywhere, and now Matt Damon can't get to wisconsin god damn i mean maybe he's better off in minneapolis yeah i I like minnesota i think better than wisconsin i agree yeah they got lakes he should have gotten in a boat took it out to the middle of one of those lakes oh (laughs) i uh like when he's woken up in the middle of the night uh by the gunshots uh in the neighbor's house and the next day goes over there to try to find their flat screen tv He's uh, <laughs> seems to be less concerned about what may have happened to them than just uh, getting yeah. getting some of their some of their items. Like fuck yeah, yeah, Doritos. <laughs> they did have Doritos. Oh, I didn't notice the Doritos. Ugh, Doritos. How do we feel about Doritos? Sidebar. Oh, dude, you know how I feel. Are you into them? I I like them, especially when I'm baked. DB. I am not Doritos. It's a no. I am not Doritos either. Okay, good. See that? Finally, we can <laughs> we can uh, move past the Blur and Oasis debacle. Any final thoughts or notes on this before we get to our grades? Well, just one final thought from the beginning, the top of the show. Hustlers is our most current movie that we've reviewed so far. Oh, oh. good point. Yeah. Yes, Jared, you uh, you missed that one, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on your position. Okay. Okay, he says okay. You didn't miss Showgirls, which is, I mean, thank God for that. Well, which one had more nudity? Oh, are you kidding? Showgirls. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> which one had more nudity? One of them was rated R. The other one was rated NC-17. <laughs> oh, shit. And uh, I know uh, we keep uh, teasing our Showgirls review out, but I will drop this little uh, nugget for you. It's the highest grossing NC-17 movie ever. So Wow. I guess a lot of people wanted to uh, reminisce the Bayside days. Mm-mm-mm. I was curious about how Matt Damon just happened to have all these supplies in the house to be making prom night banners, and he's got all these lights just hanging around to throw up. Like, listen, but you know those are the Christmas lights, and you know damn well you have to dig to find those motherfuckers every year. And he just real quick just whipped it up. No big deal. That is probably the thing that did stick out to me uh, in this movie is we're seeing scenes of chaos and some rioting. Um, I do love, uh, by the way, when the government trucks that are distributing food, they <laughs> it's like the uh, the other soldiers are playing a prank on the one guy and they said, hey, Alvin, go get on the loudspeaker and tell them we're all out of food while the other people who are still walking away with their food are still within, you know, eh, five feet of the others who aren't going to get anything. And let's just see what happens. And of course, a fucking riot breaks out. And I just see the other guys sitting back there laughing. Oh, man, that Alvin, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. (laughs) (laughs) Such a fucking moron. Maybe wait till the other ones are gone. Just say, like, we got some more coming and then wait for everybody else to be gone and then say, uh, sorry, you're going to have to wait till tomorrow. I don't know. I'm just saying. Who? What do I know? We get these scenes of all these uh, rioting and total dissolution of society. Dude, that's freaking me out. Yeah, that was because that is a lot worse than what we are. We're, we're fine now. But um, one yeah. that is killing uh, 25% of the people infected, that is something that coronavirus is not. And that would be very scary. Um, But at the same time, our wireless networks are working fine. Um, Matt Damon's daughter's having no problem texting. We're we're still getting food in the house. And yeah, where did he get all these Christmas lights um, if he didn't have them on hand? So there's some places where it looks like society is crumbling. Then at the CDC and everything like that, it just seems like eh, it's a bit of a trying time. But um, although now that now that I'm thinking about it. We go back to day 144 in quarantine. He's reorganized everything. He knows exactly where the Christmas lights are right now. Oh, that's true. He's separated them by color, shape. What's happening to mortgage payments during this time, too? Like uh, people paying for for rent and and mortgage. This house that they live in is beautiful. I mean, I know it's Minnesota, so it's probably only $50,000. $150,000. Yeah, exactly. Here it's a million and a half. Five bedrooms. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful colonial style house. Really cool. Three and a half bath. Attic and a basement. Oh, you got you got you want a staircase in that house? You're gonna have to pay at least a million for that out here in California. Even even in Canoga Park. Oh, yikes. So, um, yeah, I would agree. Uh, I was thinking the exact same thing. Seems to be like a, an imbalance between where society is crumbling and where it isn't. But we knew Jason Bourne was going to make it through. I did. I had faith. I really, I really thought Kate Winslet was going to make it too. I mean, I knew when I saw the cast of characters that some of these motherfuckers was going to have to go. <laughs> yep. But I did not think Kate Winslet was going to be one of them. Yeah. 
It was a surprise. I thought, you know, I, I liked the fact that she got sick. I, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And cool that they didn't pull punches there. Uh, and then I was still thinking like, yeah, she'll pull through. Again, there's like a one in four chance, it seems like. But nope, they did it. And I 100% agree with you that it was... I like that choice. Yeah, that they choose to kill off these these characters. They're not going for this Hollywood. Yeah, Elliot Gould makes it. Guys, let's move on to our ratings for this movie. I'll go first. All right. Hey, holy shit. Dude, honestly, watching this kind of scares me because it's like, it feels... Like, I can relate to it way too much. And what grade would you give this one? I'd give it an A. Cool. So an A. Nice. I'll go next. I give this movie... I'm in the A range, too. It's like, is it a... I think it's a solid A. It's like, is it an A+. I don't know if it's an A+. But it's interesting because my wife then started watching it today. I watched it yesterday. My wife started watching it today. But then I'm like, I kind of was getting pulled back into it. I'm like, wow, this is really cool because I was actually, you know, seeing it on her TV rather than my computer monitor. And I liked it really well on the computer monitor, but seeing it on a TV was uh, was even nicer. And I'm like, well, this is totally sucking me back in. This is a really good movie. I mentioned, too, that I love the music in it. I just love the the tone. I don't know if this is an A+. It might be. It's close. So maybe maybe I'll just uh, stop short. Stop short in an A. Yeah, but it might be an A+. This is a great movie. It's really, I really highly recommend it. And Jared, yeah, as you were saying, like, uh, freaked you out. Like, it's even freaks me out more to hear that uh, people like Anthony Fauci, back when this was released, say this is a very credible and realistic portrayal. Apart from, the, <laughs> apart from the vaccines, which is the scary, <laughs> even scarier. Like, oh, this so, is, so apart from the good part, yeah, apart <laughs> from the f- part where they actually develop the vaccines that people stop dying from it, that's a little unrealistic. It wouldn't happen uh, quite so fast. Um, that's a little that was a little optimistic but everything else is very wow yeah it is freaky um coronavirus ain't this we're not we're not um this isn't happening right now but apparently a a virus like this could develop this is like an accurate uh depiction of sort of how things could spread and go down and that is terrifying and uh and it was just done really well the other thing that i was noticing watching this is like it's really difficult to make like laboratory science compelling to watch right like it's really difficult to think like how are you going to show this and do it in a way that isn't going to be ridiculous and corny like outbreak but just realistic but also compelling and draw you in and I don't know how Soderbergh managed to do this and to really create like a sense of like, this is an epic sweep. I mean, it's traveling all over the world. We get glimpses into all these different locations, but it doesn't feel cheesy. It feels like a really quality movie. So I think it's an A. Yeah. Easily an A for me as well. And for the part that you just mentioned about all the different cities that it spans, I really enjoyed that part of the movie as well. I think it was very realistic. They were missing having a president, though, tweeting and saying idiotic things. <laughs> so 
That could have been a cool addition to the movie. If they did that, again, it would be sort of like showing the streets of San Francisco uh, in, in the tenderloin. And people would have been like, that's a little over the top. Come on, that's exaggerated. If they were to insert yeah. somebody like Trump, yeah, tweeting stupid shit. And um, then people would be like, oh, come on. This is a ridiculous, corny movie. Sort of like how Back to the Future 2 looks now when he travels to the future and Biff is president. You're like, oh, come on. Well, I was thinking to get Biff to play him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it would be perfect. Perfect. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, I agree with that. That's that's an unfortunate, unfortunate reality. It's just one little added bonus that we get in our quarantine. <laughs> yeah. To to help the time go a little bit more quickly, we get to to watch the circus that is. Uh, we live in our own little soap opera. <laughs> yeah. Eat some fish food. Okay. But yeah, definitely an A. Great movie. I would watch it again. Yeah. I would. Totally agree. Might even end up buying this one. Uh, only rented it, but could totally see buying this. This is good. Looked beautiful. You going to get it on the Laserdisc? Oh, yeah. I, I'm going to go back old school style. Yeah. Whoa, Laserdisc. Just so I can hang it on the wall. That's great. You hang a Blu-ray up, it doesn't look like anything, but a Laserdisc. That, that shows presents. Yeah. I didn't know they made those after 2001. Oh, probably not. I'll just buy an old one and I'll just write in a Sharpie <laughs> contagion across it. That's what I'll do. Dude, for real, I, I think Tokyo Raiders was the last uh, movie that came out on Laserdisc. I know because I saw it. Tokyo Raiders, huh? Never even heard of that. Yo, all right. It's an action movie. Tokyo Raiders. It's like, yo, a bunch of Chinese people. One guy says he's like an interior designer and then he goes to Tokyo and they're speaking Chinese. But they're in Japan. <laughs> okay, this sounds like a movie that is right up Bandcast Movie Trash's alley. Yeah. I <laughs> disagree. <laughs> Aaron's like, no. <laughs> Aaron's, uh, Aaron's uh, finger is right on the hang-up button right now. I uh, <laughs> cannot wait to get off this. Uh, if only it had surfing plus ninjas. Oh, man. I get called surf ninjas all the time. I watch three ninjas. Dude, that's great. Go, Ninja, go, Ninja, go. Oh, that's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. Oh, is that what that one's from? Yeah. Well, this one, Rocky loves Emily. Rocky loves Emily. That's three ninjas for sure. And then when they team up with Hulk Hogan. Oh, fuck, I missed that that uh, sequel. That, that was number three. <laughs> oh. This is great. Ooh, we might have to do a Hulk Hogan double feature. There are some good ones out there. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Because we, after watching a great movie like this, um, well, we got Showgirls coming up too. But uh, uh, we got to get back to some, uh, maybe some bad movies or um, something. But all right, guys, if you want to find out more about this show or our other shows, head on over to bandcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at bandcast. And we will see you all next time. <laughs>